Welcome to the Movie Journey Podcast, where we break down every movie from the IMDb Top 250 list, giving our own thoughts, our reviews, and any general discussion along the way. My name is Daniel Henderson, and I'm more of a dog bus man myself. And I'm Dean Jeffrey, and I wish I had a bed as comfortable as Totoro. And like Dean said, today we are breaking down My Neighbor Totoro. Dean, good to see you, mate. Good to see you too. What else are we doing today, Hendo? Well, after the My Neighbor Totoro breakdown, we're going to take a look at some reviews that you, the listeners, have given to us. We'll take a look at our question of the week, which is, what is your favorite Studio Ghibli film? Is it Ghibli or Ghibli? I think it might be both. I don't think it can be both. Things can be a lot of things, okay? No. Do you want to settle on it right now? I think you'll want to say Ghibli. I think it's Ghibli. Right, no, I think it's Ghibli. Why are you offering the alternative then? I don't know. <laughs> let's stick with, I want to go Ghibli now. But you go Ghibli. <laughs> How did this happen? I'll go Ghibli. But we've got competitions back this time. Hey, hey. Yeah, we're doing uh, some top fives here from our Facebook listener community and our that patrons. That's a bit crusty to clown. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> We'll also take a look at some of the 2010 tournament matches we've still got going. We're going to take a look at one specific trailer this week. And then after all that, it is Dean's turn once again to pick the movie for next time. So plenty to get into. Let's start it off. Give me the update. All right, Hendo, what's going on on the IMDb Top 250 list? Joker has dropped down two more spots to number 34, bringing up The Usual Suspects and Harakiri. 1917 has dropped down two more spots to 49 now. 4V Ferrari has dropped down eight spots to 155. Klaus is down six more spots to 184. And Marriage Story is down 10 spots to 229. And Poor Little Women is out of the list. Aww. Yeah, those are your big updates for this week's Top 250. Thanks, Hendo. You're welcome, mate. (laughs) All right, before we get into My Neighbour Totoro, I'm just going to warn everyone, we will be spoiling this movie from the get-go. So if you haven't seen it, to be honest, there's really not not anything to spoil, though. So, you know, proceed at your own risk slash caution. That's such a such a watered-down spoiler warning. I mean, it is watered-down. What can you do to spoil this film? Spoil it? Spoil it. There's a Totoro in it. <gasps> no. Is he your neighbour? No. Well, he's my neighbour, all right? So let's get into it. So, My Neighbor Totoro is a 1988 Japanese animated fantasy film written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki and animated by Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. This has the voices of... Here we go. Let's see how I go here. Al Fanning. No. The original. Let's go the original. Did you, did you watch the subtitled? Or yeah, because I watched this with my kids. So, they want... Obviously, you need to watch it with the, the English audio. So, you did the dubbed? Yes. Wow. With Al and Dakota Fanning as the two sisters. Hmm. I also did the dubbed version. Yes, I know you did. But I'm not... How do you know that? Because I know you would watch this with your kids and you're not going to put on subtitles for Zara. You know, it's funny. I came home the other day, being yesterday. I'd already watched his film. I'd already done all my notes and everything on it. I came home and Zara was sitting on the couch. It was probably four o'clock watching My Neighbor Totoro. Nice. She was laughing her head off. Nice. I was like, oh, Zara, you like this movie? She goes, yeah. I said, why? She goes, it's so funny. I was like, really? She's like, yeah, I already watched it today. I was like, what? She goes, yeah, I watched it this morning. Like, yeah. Jesus. My kids laughed their ass off. I- Isabel had already seen this before. She loved it. They watched it again. They loved it again. Hmm. This has the voices of Noriko Hideka, Chika Sakamoto, Tigisato Itoi, Sumi Shimamoto, Tanai Kitabayashi, and Hitoshi Tagagi. Is that all right? That was okay. I'd do it better, but it's well, fine. All right, go on then. Off you go. No one wants to hear that. 
It was hard enough listening to you say it once. I think I did pretty bloody well. Thank you very much. So this film is partially autobiographical. Very autobiographical. When Hayao and his brothers were children, his mother suffered from spinal tuberculosis for nine years. Now, even though in this film the mother's illness is never stated, in mm. the novelization version of it, it does stipulate that she does have tuberculosis. He did once say that the film would have been too painful for him to make if the two protagonists were boys instead of girls. Yeah, so he actually had it so that there would be one girl mm. who would be aged what, about... In the middle. S- yeah, about seven. But he eventually did split it up to give some, some form of, I guess, conflict later on in the film. Tension. So, tension, sure. So you had Mei, who's roughly four, and you have Satsuki, who mm. is about nine or ten. And it, interestingly enough, Satsuki in Japanese means May. Well, there you go. Mm. So after writing and filming Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind and Castle in the Sky, Hayao Miyazaki began directing My Neighbor Totoro for Studio Ghibli. Miyazaki's production paralleled the production of Grave of the Fireflies at the same time. So they all both came under a double bill in 1988. The dual billing was considered one of the most moving and remarkable double bills ever offered to a cinema audience. What would have been first, do you think? Would you want to walk out on a nice note or would you start fresh and then go real no, sour? No, I'd go grave and then finish off with Totoro. You? Bit of a cleansing of the palate, yeah. if you will. Uh, I would want to... Do the opposite of me. I mean, normally I would say I'd want to go the one that's worse first and finish on the better film regardless of tone. But I honestly don't know. I don't remember what I think of Grave of the Fireflies. I feel like it's not good though. I think from memory I liked it. No, no, no. I'm not saying I feel like the movie's not good. I'm sure it's great. I feel like I didn't like it though. Is there a difference? Sure. What is it? Well, you can have a movie that's great that you don't like. Give me an example. <clears throat> My name is Tosha. <laughs> you don't like this film? <sighs> Not really. But you think it's great? I can understand why a lot of people are drawn to it, yeah. Like me? Sure. Are um, you really drawn to it? I really enjoyed this film. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> no, it's not going to be a here we go. This isn't like a Rocky per se. This is, this is a fine film. This isn't like a, oh my God, I love this film so much. This is a good film. Again, I'm not going to come out and say, no, I disagree, it's not a good film. Mm. It's just, it wasn't an easy watch. I thought it was a very easy watch. I I went in thinking, how easy is this? It goes for like 86 minutes or whatever it is. It's this nice, gentle cartoon. Yep. But I tell you, it, it bored the fuck out of me. What? I was clock watching 20 minutes in. Oh, just have some joy in your life, would you? I have joy. Just not for these 86 minutes. Oh, dear. Okay. Released in Japan on the 16th of April, 1988, with a runtime, like you said, of 86 minutes, with a budget of $3.7 million. Whoa. That's huge. It is huge. In you J- sure it's not 3.7 million yen? No. Because that wouldn't be as huge. <laughs> no. But in Japan- It'll be this, like 10 bucks. In Japan, this earned 588 million yen in 1988. Well, and I mean, you can't say the budget Would you shut up and, and let me talk? If you're not going to look up any trivia, <laughs> you have to listen to what I have to say. We have no reference point. And has received international releases since 2002. Overall, the film has grossed 1.17 billion yen, which is $14 million in Japan and $30 million overseas for a total of $45 million at the worldwide box office. I read that it actually wasn't successful- until they started selling all the merch and they made a truckload of money. They made a truckload off the old Totoro dolls. Yes. 
1988, a US-based company, Steamline Pictures, produced an exclusive English-language dub of the film to use as an in-flight movie for Japan airline flights. Seems appropriate. Due to his disappointment with the result of the heavy-edited English version of Norseker of the Valley of the Wind, Miyazaki would not let any part of his movie be edited out. The translation had to be as close to the original Japanese as possible, and no part of the movie could be changed for any reason. And does he speak English? Do you know? Like, how would he know how close the translation is if he doesn't speak English? Someone to tell him. Would they, though? Yes. He would, have, he would have translators with him who he pays to do this. But in 2004, Disney produced an all-new English dub of the movie to be released after the rights of the streamlined dub had expired. As is the case with Disney's other English dubs of the Miyazaki films, it had a very star-heavy cast, like we said. Dakota and Al Fanning as Satsuki and Mei. Mei? Mei. Yeah. What do you make of getting the, the two sisters to do it together? Seems appropriate? Oh, sure, why not? Who cares? Well, oh, fine. You're so disinterested already in this, They were you? fine. Like, I'm, oh, what, you're, you're blown away by go. the Fanning voice acting, I mean, you can have you? some enthusiasm you, come on, to this. What do, th- what do you think about the voice acting of the Fanning girls? I thought it was great. Oh, the chemistry did. was so good oh, together. You, you could really tell you that they were sisters. You are so full of shit. You're just so down on this one already. I'm not down what, on what'd it. You make of the, what'd you make of the voices? Uh, whatever. Oh, God. They, they did not stand out remotely. Oh, I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> So, My Neighbor Totoro received widespread acclaim from film critics. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 94%, saying, My Neighbor Totoro is a heartwarming, sentimental masterpiece that captures the simple grace of childhood. Metacritic gave it an 86. My Neighbor Totoro was ranked 41st in Empire Magazine's Top 100 Best Films of World Cinema. Totoro was ranked 18th on Empire's 50 Best Animated Film Characters. A list of the greatest animated films compiled by Terry Gilliam ranked this film at number one. What? Surely not. My Neighbor Totoro was voted the highest ranking animated film on 2012 Sight and Sound Critics Poll of all-time greatest films. Roger Ebert calls My Neighbor Totoro as one of his great movies, calling it one of the lovingly hard-crafted works of Hayao Miyazaki. My Neighbor Totoro is critically acclaimed and has amassed a worldwide cult following in the years after its release. The film and its titular character, Totoro, have become cultural icons. It's basically, they sum it up as, he is the Winnie the Pooh of Japan, compared to like, that's how famous he is. It's Winnie the Pooh. The poo. I was going to say Winnie the Pew, like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> is Winnie the Pooh? Sounds so weird still. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Is he very popular now? Yes. Is he? Yes. Like I said. Are your the- kids into Winnie the Pooh? They watch Christopher Robin. Are your kids into Winnie the Pew? Yeah, more so than Winnie the Pooh. Well, it's not saying much, is it? The film, like we said, grossed $45 million at the box office, but it did make uh, $277 million from home video sales and $1.14 billion from licensed merchandise sales, adding up to approximately $1.5 billion in total lifetime revenue. Nice. Very large. Yes, Much it like is. Star Wars, the first one making so much money off the merchandise. It's all about merch. But as always, let's take a look at the history of My Neighbor Totoro in the IMDb Top 250 list. This debuted into the list on the 24th of March in 2005, where it had a little brush at the bottom there before it disappeared for about four years, where it popped in again for a couple of months there, dropped out again, and then... Finally came back in around well, it's, mid- It's struggling to stay in the top 250. Mid-2010, where it started to surge up for the next 10 years to where it currently sits at number 135, with an 8.2 over 251,000 ratings. So, not struggling at all. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. Who are, who are these people that are like, yay, my neighbour Totoro? Everyone but you. And me to an extent. I'm not, yay, Totoro. I'm like, oh, good, good film. I- because I feel like you're just saying it because you know that's what everyone's going to expect. No, I've. this is the second time I watched this. The first time I watched it was a good time. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was, oh my God, boring. Nothing happens. 
I really enjoyed it. Fair enough. My this is my second time I've watched it as well. And I went when I went to log it that I'd watched it on Letterboxd, I checked what I had given it and I was quite pleased with my initial rating. Yeah, I saw you left that there and I was like, I wonder if he's just leaving it there because <laughs> he's gonna change it. Uh no. <laughs> wow, you're not changing it. All right. Definitely not. All right. It's my pick, my plot summary. When two girls move to the country to be near their ailing mother, they have adventures with the wondrous forest spirits who live nearby. The Totoros. Yeah, their neighbours. Well, I mean, they, they kind of are. They are. No offence to Granny and Kanta. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I looked up his name. Kanta. It's Kanta. <laughs> Don't be such a Kanta. Kitty Kanta. All right, mate, let's get into it. I'm sure you love these weird little opening titles. You know I hate them already. Yeah. Of course I hate them. As soon as I started watching some live... Maybe this is getting off on the right foot for Dean. No, I certainly was not getting off, I'll tell you right did now. Did you have the English dub for the song? Yeah, I did. Uh, it's just, what is it, like, hey, let's go, I'm happy as can be. It's just, uh, it's just it's such this innocent, joyful song, like, hey, yep. how good is life? And blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah. Nothing wrong with it. It was, yeah. it was fine. It was worse than fine. It was meh. How much meh are you going to say? In well, that was my breakdown? first meh, and that right. was my keep first the, my first the meh paragraph. counter. <laughs> But we start off with Satsuki and May in the yeah. back of the truck. Well, I thought I thought Satsuki was a boy. Actually, in all honesty, Isabel thought that too. Yeah, I thought okay, we've got a son and a daughter here. And then as the movie went along, I was like, oh, is that meant to be a girl? Wait, as well? wait, wait. How long did it take you before you realised that? When it was- they got to the house, it okay. was it was girl. But in the cart, it looked like a boy. Yeah, but I remember that they were two daughters, so didn't fool me. Mm. The animation is great. Yes. I do like the you know the Ghibli. Miyazaki. Miyazaki style of animation. I really do. Yeah. I thought it was quite good. I like the sprawling sprawling fields of the rice fields. Fantastic. The running water down the river. All looks great. It is great. Aesthetically, it ticks a box. And I'll throw it in here. The score as well in this film is lovely. I agree. And it's funny because I watched it the first time. I mean, I watched it. For this, for my notes, for the breakdown. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, score's pretty good. And then when I came home, as I mentioned the other day and it was on, I went into another room and I heard the score going. I was like, man, that is good. Yeah. I, like, I do like the score. It's nice. But yeah, they show up to the house and they, they're just, these kids are just so good. fun and energized. They're so good. To just stay around that area. They're well behaved. Yes, yeah, so much they're so they helpful. almost tear down the, the, the wood out the front. Yeah, where is the father in this? Like He's like, the kids, whatever, it's the 80s. There could be a load-bearing pole there. It's <laughs> rotted through. Yeah, they don't need to help it rot through. They're having fun, whatever. Oh, One of them always comes fun. down and kills her. Yeah, it's fine. What's whatever. the dad going to do then? Rent another room at the hospital. Come on. <laughs> the house does look nice, though. I did hear that they actually built the house. Um, after the movie, after the success, that people could go in and visit nice. and stuff. That's yeah, good. That was good. But no, look, look, ha- I will. I will say. Look, I know there's you're going to have one one specific issue with the film, which I am kind of on board with. This film lacks a plot. Lacks a plot. There is some essence of a story going on here. I mean, it's thin. But a lot of it is just them doing their thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but the difference between you and me is I was not bored watching them do it. I mean, they pump for water. Did you enjoy that? It was fine. You see them doing dishes. That was memorable. You like that one? Yeah. <laughs> Get off it. What? I'm not bored in this film. I'm not sitting there going, oh, fast forward, please. I was pleased watching this film. <sighs> Okay. It's a simple kids film, Dean. That it we is simple. That, that I enjoyed. You are correct. That it is I a enjoyed. simple film. It's, no. Okay. What? Do you think nothing happens in this film? No. I did not say All that. Right. That's okay then. Stuff happens. Stuff does happen. There's spirits. 
Lots of spirits. And soot gremlins. The soot gremlins. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I do remember from Spirited Away. Yes. They do come back for that film. Yes. They make a return. That's where they travel to from this one. What do we got? So the Kuzakabis, they meet their neighbors, not Totoro, their actual people neighbors. Yes. Um, and, you know, their interaction is hey, nice to meet you. Come around for dinner. It's just lovely. Maybe I just don't relate to the world they live in. Yeah, you're not very friendly with the neighbours in this area. Get fucked. Neither are you. When was the last time? <laughs> you've lived in a lot of houses. When was the last time you introduced yourself to neighbours and said, hey, come here for dinner? The neighbours next door who lived there previously than the ones now. So, they obviously came around for dinner and <laughs> decided no, I introduced myself and then they promptly left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <gasps> no, but we meet Granny here as well. Now, is this the dad's mum or the mum's mum? I assume you're joking. <laughs> You are, aren't you? Yes. You do know it's not actually their granny. Yes, of course. She may as well be, though, Yeah, right? it's true. Because she, she definitely acts like she is. She watches the kids. She acts like a granny. Yeah. She's old. She wants to be called granny, even though they're not related. Is that weird? No, man. It's like a term of, term of endearment. They just met. Like, hey, call me dad. I think you need call to try and look daddy. at this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need nice to, to meet try- your neighbours. You need to try and look call at this, daddy. I guess, from the uh, from the Eastern culture, I guess. It's, no, it's yeah, not that'll it's- be easy for me to do. Yeah, well, <laughs> try and look at it from that perspective. Please, I wish I was in your shoes where you were so in touch with the Eastern culture to be able to I'm understand not. this film so I'm well. I'm not, but I'm thinking of it like this is how they act. They you're behave. just assuming that. How do you know? you got no idea. But you're acting like, oh, this is terrible. I'm not saying this is terrible. I already said. Oh, the, the dad just lets the kids run free and whatever. Oh, so you're saying that in Eastern culture, the, the parenting is, on the whole, quite um, absent. No, I'd say it's quite free and laid back. Not absent, like laid you Laid back said. parenting. Yeah. They don't watch the four-year-old play with rotten wood that could bring down their new they, house. They think that the children are mature enough. She's to, four. To run away. She's four. To run away she from the wood. She literally runs away as well. Yes. She, she runs away later because she, she's not being watched. She had the maturity to run away from that wood falling when she realised that she was uh, dropping it. She'll be fine. <laughs> She'll be fine. Of course you will. Studio Ghibli. Yes, of course. There's no consequences. What's wrong with that sometimes? Nothing. It's fine. <laughs> it's gone from meh to fine now. Oh, it's very meh. Don't you worry. <laughs> what do you make of the acorns? Explain the acorns to me, oh wise eastern man. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the significance of the acorn, the humble acorn, Hendo. Yep, they use them to grow the plants. Well, do you have any analysis about it? No, I don't. You don't I just wondered. Any, you don't think there's any deeper meaning to it? I mean, who is who is sending these acorns to them right now at the start? Is this a is this a Totoro thing? This could be a Totoro thing. This could be the spirits, the wind. What spirits? The soot gremlins. The wind, the cat bus. Did you realize that the cat bus was the wind? What do you mean the cat bus is the wind? The cat bus is the cat bus. No, the they cap- physically get inside a bus and travel places. Do you not think that any of this is part of their imagination? So okay, so you think that I believe this stuff isn't happening. I believe in, that in some of this life. is based in their imagination to shield themselves from the sickness of their mum and the fear of the death of a, of their mum. Explain to me how they physically, actually, in real life, travel on the cat bus though to different locations. Do they actually travel on the cat yes, bus? They actually do. Do they actually? They travel to the hospital and she leaves the corn there that she's written on that the mum sees and takes and then they travel back. Now that is that is not any way they could walk that distance. 
Did they leave, no other did they leave the corn there? There could have been someone else. Someone else wrote mummy on their corn and gave it to the mother. Do you think that all <laughs> you this- You are so foolish. Do you think that all this is real? Yes. So you think that they grew those trees up with their hands and umbrellas. They floated around onto Toro. The reason and, I think it's real- And then real- they woke up the next morning going, oh, maybe it was, I guess it was a dream because the trees are not there anymore. The and they're growing little, little plants. Yeah, it's the spirits. They, they work in mysterious ways. Oh, okay. The reason that it's real is because it's two children experiencing it. If it was one child, then I could accept an argument that maybe this is in their head. You don't okay. think that- This is two people experiencing okay. the same thing. But you don't think that May telling Satsuki about the cat, like Totoro, Totoro the spirit- I hope you're not talking about Inception, Hendo. No. Explaining to her what she has seen, them both going through the same experiences with their mother. Do you, What do you think about this whole sub-story here about their mother being you sick? You mean only story? No, there's a story of Totoro. And what a story. <laughs> This is this is all it's going to be, isn't it? No, no, no. We'll get back to the <clears throat> plot soon enough. <laughs> do you think the story of their mum being sick and them being fearful that she's going to die, do you think that resonates at all mirroring into this story of the spirits and their adventures with Totoro to help them shield themselves from this potential death they could be seeing soon? Explain to me how that's the case. When you get to the point where their mum gets sicker, like they were expecting her home at, at a certain point. She's not. She's not coming home right now. Yeah. And then you get the fear, especially from May, that her mum is going to die, and that's why she runs away. There is this overbearing fear from these two that this that their mum could die here, and they use these adventures and the spirit of Totoro and the other Totoros. King sh- Totoro. King Totoro, of course, to shield themselves. This is like an imagination to them. Half of this stuff is them b- believing it is true to cover up that their mum is sick. See, I, th- I think it is true. Okay. So, I mean, there's obviously a correlation there, but I, I genuinely believe this is true in this world. So, why is it that they can they can see that- And, like, you look at all of Miyazaki's other films, like, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening in all of them as well, and they're all yeah, real as well. But the difference is that everyone is involved in that. There's points here, like- these I mean, the dad believes May. There's no- When May comes back from her first visit with Totoro and says, I just met this, you know, Totoro, which Totoro, by the way, is- it's called Totoro because May is mispronouncing the Japanese word for troll, mm-hmm. um, which is where the yeah the Totoro came from. It's it's hard for um, you to understand from an English point of view, but Japanese why that's that's where the word Totoro comes from. But when she does come back from seeing Totoro, I love that she says, "I just saw this Totoro. I slept on him. He saved me. We went on this adventure. Whatever." There's no there's no mocking. There's just pure innocent belief that, yeah, you were lucky. You were so blessed to be able to see this. And Satsuki is like really sad that she hasn't seen it yet. He says, oh, one day you might. You know, there's not, he's not saying, well, that didn't happen. Okay. Do you think that he is just saying that to her because to keep that that faith and imagination alive? Like what kind of dad would say, uh, you're full of shit? The kind that lets kids play with rotting bits of wood that will- you know, could cause their death. Do you actually think he believes this? or is I he think just- he believes it. I really do. The spirits of the forest. It's a thing in he Eastern could culture. Easily be- he could believe that. I'm surprised if, if you, they believe you it. are not fully aware of this. If they believe it. Oh, wise Eastern man. <laughs> is that my name from now on? No, just this episode. I'll, for- I'll forget by next week. <laughs> yeah, you'll forget by the end of the episode. <laughs> I must say, I'm going to be curious to find out what your uh, your favourite scene is. Mate, I am not joking. This was the all-time hardest movie I've had to pick a favourite scene for. Really? I had one and then I nearly changed it and then I, I, I stayed with the one I had. I had one like I wrote maybe favourite scene question mark and nothing else came up. 
Do you do that with the films that you haven't yeah, I, seen before or you can't remember? Yeah, okay, I do. Every I do. Single film? I do. I do. I put maybe favorites. Yeah. And but normally when I do that, there's probably like three or four. Yeah. Um, this one was maybe favorite one, and I guess it's my favorite. <laughs> I guess it's my favorite. I mean, nothing else stood out. Yeah. Nothing okay. stands out from this film. This film is very not monotone, but there's there's not really any ebbs and flows and crescendos and diminuendos. Is that a word? What? Diminuendos? Diminuendos. Is that like a- What's the opposite? Is that a, of, is that a music term? Like a piano yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, crescendo is uh, seen on piano sheet music. Or, or, I mean, a lot of music. What's the opposite of crescendo? Getting back to the movie, I want to talk a bit more about the imagination uh, and w- whether or not these the Totoros are, are real or not. It is diminuendo. Oh, very good. Boom. So, do you think that- cause, Because Satsuki and May are the only people who can see- these spirits. Well, they're the only ones that the spirits let see them. Okay, fair enough. So, you see- Okay, okay. Another reason I think they're real, right, is because when they do the big um, tree rising from the acorns and stuff, the dad sits there, he reacts to it. He turns around, smiles and reacts to the things that are going on outside the window. He- does he react to them making noise and being happy? I mean, I just think you're- Why are you trying to not see the reality here? Why are you so, like, stubborn in the, no, they're just in their imagination? Just offering a counterpoint here. Yeah, but you genuinely b- believe it. Yeah, that's my opinion on the film. I must say there was a funny little transition when May is- Sad that Satsuki is back at school, so Granny takes her down there, and she's like, "Oh, we'll see if we can do something." Bang! She's sitting there with her in school. Yeah, uh, you didn't find that funny at all. I mean, oh no! Like what? Like laugh out loud funny? Yeah, I had like what the cut it was with like, "Oh, okay, we'll see if we can do something," and then snap, she's sitting there right next to her. I laughed. Okay, I didn't, but that's okay. Did you get the? I guess the large correlation between this and Alice in Wonderland. Oh, massively. Yeah massively and what was funny is i think i was watching it with maybe mia and she said the same thing Mm. and i was like yeah for sure even the the white rabbit like the the little white totoro yeah and falling down you know the hole going into like a different world it's funny you bring that up because obviously in alice in wonderland that is a dream yeah okay so it understands Mm. why you'd bring that point up but i i I definitely saw even the cat bus is looks like the cheshire cat the big grin the what cat the Cheshire Cat. I think it's Cheshire. Cheshire, Cheshire. Like not, what? There's, there's you, no do you have to find every little minute yeah, it, difference? It sounds so weird. Like, oh, do you Cheshire. say Cheshire? It's I think it's Cheshire. Cheshire. It's Cheshire. You say Cheshire, I say it's like Cheshire. chest hair. Is that what you think when you think of Cheshire? Yes. Chest hair. Chest hair. Always. <laughs> oh, I'm going to look at that chest hair cat. <laughs> Why do you think it smiles so much? What do you think of the Totoro character? The what, sorry? Totoro. The character? Yeah. You mean like the personality? Or, do you, or are you referring to the lack thereof? All right, continue. I mean, it literally doesn't speak. Okay. What are what are the personality traits of Totoro? Smiles, roars, cute, furry. Yeah, it is made to sell merchandise. I don't think it was though. No, nah, it definitely wasn't. But man, it it is the epitome of everything that merchandise selling yeah. is. Like, <laughs> um, what do I think of it's it's. I just wish it was more. I wish it had more personality. Okay. Because it, it, it doesn't. It's just this big, cuddly thing that they can ride on that has unexplained magic powers. That's it. Okay. I think this character made me feel happy. The roars, the way the kids reacted to it, it made the film more enjoyable. I mean, God help this film if you take Totoro out of it. I don't disagree with that. Well, what's it called? My neighbor. My neighbor granny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get all the gl- the granny plush toys out there. <laughs> what about my neighbor Cunter? <laughs> <laughs> not the uh, not the Hayao Miyazaki film they wanted. Probably not as popular in our uh, Western society. <laughs> 
So this bit where I guess they're waiting in the rain for uh, for their dad, their dad to come, and home. their dad doesn't come home, and there is that sort of worry, like why isn't he coming home? Yeah, like is there something wrong? Is exactly. he stuck at the hospital? He's they're worried. Has they're something fearful. happened exactly. to the father? And that's when the imagination kicks in, and Totoro shows up. Right mm-hmm. when they have that fear, Totoro's there. And this is my excellent. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to happen. Excellent. I like. I really like the imagery here. That's that's kind of it. And I like the use of the frog. I think the frog yeah. actually does because you got this frog watching Totoro as well. Although you probably think it can't see Totoro, but you got the frog watching these two little girls with his giant King Totoro next to him. It does emphasize how weird it is that even this frog is stopping to look like what is going on here. That's actually like the Japanese poster that they had. That this is the scene right here. But in the poster, it's just the one girl because at that point, that was the what they were had scheduled to do to have the one girl before it was split into two. But yeah, like you said, that's shot of them just standing there in the rain it's a great shot it's like uh, this is weird yeah and it's good and I like I like the way that King Totoro reacts to the sound of the rain on the umbrella that was great that's really cute I didn't know, like when he, when the first one, when the first drop hits the umbrella and he like, he bugs out, I'm like, is he going to like lose his shit? Oh yeah. Yeah. Totoro in this movie is about <laughs> to lose his shit. Yeah. And just like destroy everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can understand why you think just that would happen. Just for a second. And then Izzel's like, oh, he's going to lie. He, he loves it. He laughs. And I'm like, that makes actually, that actually makes perfect sense because it's a Hayao Miyazaki film called My Neighbor Totoro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like you said, the imagery, I like also how he has the, the little leaf on his head. Like, that's his form of shelter. Mm. It's doing nothing for him. Yeah. And then, the, you know, he you know he doesn't freak out, but he, he loves the sound of the raindrops on the umbrella, so he takes a big jump in the air and gets every single raindrop off the trees to fall down. Okay, answer me this, right? So, then the cat bus comes, mm. Totoro gets in with the dad's umbrella, right? And that umbrella disappears now from that story. Did if they it, ever have an it- umbrella? Yeah, they, they took the whole reason they went to the bus stop was to take the umbrella to dad so he didn't get wet. Maybe. So explain to me what happened to the umbrella if it's all, as you say, <clears throat> in their imagination. Because cat bus is the wind and it blew it away. Come on. Mm, that's right. That's pathetic. No, I don't think it was. Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to the emergency telegram. Let's do it. So the girls get the emergency telegram and Satsuki goes to Kanta, who's such a Kanta over boy. <laughs> And lets them use their phone, right? How is it that in the so very lovely My Neighbor Totoro, we can't even do a so very lovely My Neighbor Totoro episode? No. There's (laughs) this cunter bloke. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, back to this cunter of a bloke. Uh, We've got, he does let him let the girls use the phone. So the girls, they call the dad. The dad calls the hospital and says, I'll call you right back. And it's at this point where May disappears. Satsuki, she feels really guilty because they did get in an argument beforehand. Yeah. As sisters do, you know. I, I, thought, mu- I thought that was realistic. I must say, with my two daughters watching this, they it, they made themselves these two people in the movie. They were like, Isabel's like, uh, I'm the older one and you're the younger one. So whatever, whenever they did, you know, things like that where they were laughing and having fun, they're like, oh, that's me, yeah. So I think that contributed to their enjoyment of the film. I'm glad that um, I'm glad someone enjoyed it. I'm glad your very young children, like my five-year-old, enjoyed this film. Yeah, but you, with no heart or soul, found it very boring. Correct. On every level. I mean, you know I have a heart and soul. You would be the cunter in this movie. How dare you? I would be the lovable granny, all heart. 
But now we get this thing that I had forgotten. We get the the thong or sandal, if you will, mm. appearing in the lake, and they're worried that May's dead in the lake. Of course, yeah. Were you ever concerned for May's safety? I mean, I know what I know. This movie, so no, no. You know why? I it is a Hayao Miyazaki, <laughs> My Neighbor Totoro film. Exactly. But what it- did you want her to be drowned? No, no. What? What? Why would I want a four-year-old to be drowned? You're talking like, were you ever, ever, were you ever worried about it? Were you, did you want to be worried about it? I mean, I kind of was hoping that the father would come out and have some sort of reaction. I realise he's at the hospital, but imagine if he got word that uh, May was missing. He rushes back and he sees the the sandal in the lake, and he busts out a, "Is that my daughter in there?" I give that bit in Japanese, of course. Wow, very good, Hendo. I probably just said something so heinous. I'm impressed that you think that you actually said something. But no, Satsuki gets to Granny in the lake and identifies the sandal as not being maize. Yep, so they completely don't care anymore about whose sandal that is in the water. Yep, they stop digging. <laughs> well, let's go back. <laughs> the mum turns out to be okay, which is a simple little cold. Oh, well, what about this bit where Satsuki literally begs at the camphor tree to see Totoro? Right? And she sees him. And she sees him. Hmm. And then they get in the cat bus and go to May. The wind. Okay. How'd you know where May was? Let's go with the uh, the connection of sisterhood. She could feel her presence. She knows where she is. They have that natural bond that sisters do. Yeah, because that's more believable than that. Oh, that's, know, more these, than, that's more believable than these big fairy actually, spirit animals. That, that they actually exist. Because that is how it's explained in the movie, which makes sense inside this movie's world. Because this is, quote unquote, a kid's film. And then the cat bus, which you say is the wind, lol, takes them, literally takes them to- Do you the, not think it's the wind? Takes them to the hospital. Do you not think that the cat bus it's is the wind? It's a cat bus. Do you actually not think it's the wind? It's a cat bus. Because there are definitely scenes throughout this film where the wind gushes right past them. You see the leaves- Because of how fast cat bus goes. And then at this point when she's riding the cat bus, there the are two people out in the- How is she riding the wind? Tell me that. There are two- Let's say it's not the cat bus you- and it's the wind. How is she riding the wind? When the cat bus is riding, there is a shot of two people out in the fields and the wind goes straight through them. Because of how fast cat bus is. You don't see the- Because it's, it's real. You are a joke. You are, are you serious? It's the they wind. Are inside cat bus and cat they bus go is the wind. really fast. The end. And they go whew, past them and the hair moves. Yeah, of course. They've just gone really fast. I swear to God, if that had happened, they would have gone, was that a cat bus? No, because they can't see the cat bus. Ah, because it's the wind. Because the cat bus does not want them to see it. No, it's the wind. You have not been this wrong since we did Rocky. <laughs> Gotta bring up fucking Rocky. But no, the mum, never fear. She had a small cold. Oh, yeah, there could have been something a little why more would you, Why would you send an emergency telegram to the two daughters to contact the dad? You must come to the hospital for a tuberculosis patient. She's got a small cold. Cold. Yeah, she coughed. She coughed. Yeah, that was a bit weak. No, no, we were worried there for a couple of hours there, but no, she pulled through. She's all good. She can come home. And another another reason that you know that- Yeah, you've already said it. What? The corn. Not just the corn, but the mum looks up and sees the two girls smiling in the tree. How'd they get up there? How did they get to the hospital? I know, it's Cat Bus and Totoro. I'm shocked that you haven't actually fault- Actually, I'm not, because you are so stubborn. Even if you knew- Just like you. Even if you knew deep down that, you know, he's kind of making some sense here. Maybe I am. You really would not <laughs> ever admit it. Who knows? The only person that will ever know is me. I think we all know. But yet, they all go home. Happy ending. Any last words? 
All right, Dean, what's your final thoughts on My Neighbor Totoro? This is a boring film that is aimed at very young children, which will be enjoyed by very young children. I understand there are people who enjoy watching something that comes across as very pure, without any real conflict or consequence, and they enjoy that escape from the realities of the world and what we see in most movies where there are things that go wrong and things that have consequences moving forward. We don't get that here, and that's okay. That's your jam. Hats off to you. Bravo. Unless you're a hendo, then, you know. You're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong and stop being such a cunter of a bloke. But for me, I, I didn't get into this film, and it's and I do like Studio Ghibli films. Some of them I really, really like. This one is not one of my favourites, so for me, sits solidly at a two stars. All right, uh, your two stars is a joke. Go on, appeal to the masses, Hendo. Appeal to the masses. Just because I enjoy a film that has a lot of heart is has. Gorgeous animation, a fantastic score, has very lovable and likable characters, real and not real. The story is there. It doesn't have, yeah, it doesn't have a whole lot of conflict or, you know, a deep driven plot. You don't need that in everybody film. It's nice to have a refreshing, fun story here that made me feel good to to sit down with my family and have a very enjoyable film that gives so much joy to everyone who watches it who would have a soul or have a heart. This is not appealing to the masses. This is just the general feeling you would have in a great film like this that warms you to the very core. This is a strong three and a half star film for me. Wow. Back at you with your two stars. I was the best because the crowd loved me. All right, where's it sitting on your rankings, Dean? How low are we starting here? All right, well, this will be the 53rd movie that we've done. Yes. So, let's start at number 53. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is better than The Seventh Seal, without a doubt. And it's definitely better than Ben-Hur. I'd rather watch this movie twice than watch Ben-Hur again. You'd be done quicker, too. Ben-Hur would still be going. It would be. Uh, Singing in the Rain. Yeah, it's better than Singing in the Rain. Now we get to Yojimbo, which is... Probably where I'm going to have the biggest question. All right, I'll put it above Yojimbo, but below Infernal Affairs. So, my neighbor Totoro will be my new number 49 out of 53. Okie doke. Well, I'm going to start at number 45 with Singing in the Rain. And I think it's better than Singing in the Rain. I also think it's better than Cool Hand Luke, as well as Yojimbo. Then we get to City Lights. And I think this is better than City Lights. Moving on to Paths of Glory. And I think this is better than Paths of Glory. And then we get to... Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can is better than My Neighbor Totoro. Definitely. So, My Neighbor Totoro is my new number, 41. So, not not that different to me. Yeah, I just like films better, I guess. You, you cynic, have much more lower-starred films so far. I do, because I don't, you know, just pander. You just hate, hate I don't movies. Pander you hate like cinema. You pander. All right, mate, it's time to take a trip down memory lane. And this time, two years ago, we were breaking down Once Upon a Time in America. Nice. Mm. How good was that breakdown? You love that breakdown. I just feel like we got into a really good discussion, Hendo. Very analytical, it was. Lots of arguments about certain scenes and people's ratings. As well as Once Upon a Time in America, two years ago, we were also doing our top 10 films of 2017. I tell you, it's very funny to go back and listen to what we said about future films that were coming out at that time as well. We did uh, talk a lot about The Irishman as well and how pumped we were to see it. And rightfully so. And your um, confliction about, oh, it's on Netflix, so I'm really concerned about how it's going to go over there. That was two years ago. It was a different time, Hendo. That's true. Now let's go take a look at these episodes. Mafia Boss, a journey marked by violence, betrayal and remorse. So I don't really want to talk about this. this um... right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um... <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a gunshot. It's a legit gunshot. That, that was like, oh, okay. I really? thought he, yeah, he puts a silencer on. And it's not like that was the sound effect they used for those times. Because I remember in Dr. No, he has a silencer and the sound is very muffled. So, 
Yep. No, not, not like a game. It's not like a laser. That pew, pew. That. It was just heading back to the start where, what's his name? Uh, Fat Mo. That's not very nice. Is it Fat Mo? Fats? I think, I think he prefers Mo, to be honest. I actually disagree with you there. I think the blood in certain points is very bright and kind of fake. That scene where they shoot well, the, is, the union leader. You know What's his name? Is, O'Donnell? Is it O'Donnell? You know, you know it is fake, don't you? But is it supposed to be f look fake? Well, uh, is movie. he getting shot? Like, oh, yeah, he just got shot with fake blood. It's all right. You don't get shot with blood. <laughs> he got shot, shot with bullets. He got shot and the fake, fake bullets. He got shot and the fake blood came out of his leg. <laughs> Did you hear Peggy's mom was? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, I must... Uh, Georgie! <laughs> George! Oh my god! What are you doing? <laughs> He's hungry and he thinks... It, and after tasting it, it's going to be better for him than sex. The sweet taste of this is better for him than having sex with this girl. Well, I'm not going to judge Peggy. Alright, so <laughs> you can leave that at the door, please. <laughs> Everyone goes on about The Greatest Showman is his best performance. Get, talk to him about Logan. I think he... I haven't seen The Greatest Showman, but... Then you're probably the right person to talk yeah. about the comparison between the two. <laughs> yeah, I've, I haven't seen this movie that everyone's saying is his best performance, but they're crazy. <laughs> Gal, Gal Gadot is just... Wait, wait. Is it... What are we doing? Is well, it I, I, I used to I have always, never said Gadot. I used to always say Gadot, but I've heard people say Gadot, and it made me think... Maybe I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> no, I've heard them say Godot and I'm like, nah, it's it's Godot. You're not telling you're not telling me any different. Godot does sound very more, much more Aussie. Godot. <laughs> Godot, mate. Um Okay, we'll go with Godot then. Sure. Um Gal Godot is you're easily manipulated. <sighs> yeah, I've, it's different, it's original, and I love it. I wonder how many deep breaths you're gonna give for any movies coming up. You got it number six, and I think I counted Ooh. two or three there. Here's number one, and it's just gonna be just de <laughs> Dean just deep breathing for five minutes. Oh, you can look forward to that guy. <laughs> Call me a sheep. I don't know. I just I love this film. I don't call you a sheep. I'll call you by your name. But I think that Lady Bird is a great film. <laughs> hey, listeners. We just want to take a quick second here to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie related. Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show and get our name out there. And there's a couple of ways you can help us. Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. Let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, Podbean. We're very thankful to Podbean for taking on our podcast. Yeah, definitely. It's a great hosting site with a great app to go with it. Yeah, what I like about Podbean's app is you can actually comment on the episode you're listening to and it goes straight to us and we can reply back immediately. We've also opened up a new little merch store over on Public, We've got uh, a couple of t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and all that good stuff for sale. So if you're at all interested in getting a little bit of Movie Journey sweet, sweet merch, head on over there and see if anything tickles your fancy. Amazing! And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can do so over on Twitter. Endo controls our main handle at The Movie Journey and I am at Dean's 250 Journey. You can also check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the movie journey, our letterbox pages where we keep our film diaries up to date. I am at letterboxd.com slash Dino underscore J88. Really rolls off the tongue. And you can find Hendo at letterbox.com slash 
Hendo. And we also have a new Facebook discussion group. Yeah, a little listener community going on over there. Yeah, head on over, join up. We'd love for you to be a part of the discussion. Exactly. Another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for us. And like we've said, if you screenshot your review and DM us, we'll send you out some new sweet, sweet merch. Or if you're really loving the show and want more, why not check out our Patreon, where we post another weekly show, breaking down films not on the IMDb Top 250 list. Yeah, we've got over 70 episodes over there, including such classic film series like the Die Hard series, X-Men series, Mission Impossible series, as well as some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright, and even Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that's right. There's also tons of benefits over there. Early access to our main show, patron-only polls that we put out on the regular. Yeah, exactly. You can even shape the show the way you want to by telling us what films you would like us to break down. So what's coming up this week, mate? Well, we're taking a break from the breakdowns next week, and we are going to be cutting together bits and pieces from all different episodes. Things that we've uh, dropped on the cutting room floor, like uh, just general discussions. Previously unreleased stuff. Yeah, general discussions between ourselves from previous guests. All the things that we thought we could uh, churn together and have a bit of fun with. Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash themoviejourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. All right, mate, let's get to... We may still have mail. Mail, mail, mail. Here it is. And this could be it. And no reviews over on Twitter or Facebook. (laughs) How's the passion for this film, Hendo? We got some passion over on Patreon, mate, from Cecil Hops. The thing I love about this studio's movies is that they aren't afraid to release a movie that's just chill. And another one here from Mr. Chris Beardsall. I had a girlfriend back in uni that would play this about once a fortnight, so I know this film like the back of my hand. Considering how this film is laid out, it really shouldn't work, but it is such a delight, and for 86 minutes, everything is right with the world. There is just something so special about Studio Ghibli animation, and Miyazaki, for me, will go down as one of the greatest animators of all time. Got one here from Hayden Gerloff. He says... Totoro is pretty throwaway. Meh, two stars. Very detailed and well thought out review there, Hayden. Good to get some uh, accuracy here. Yeah, good to know the, the big reasons why. You get Chris, you know, comes along with some nice, solid arguments, and he's Hayden. Eh. <laughs> I believe it was meh. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, guys, for your response. But, of course, we've got... Someone will have to explain why this movie is in the IMDb Top 250. Oh, we've got a negative Shane review. I know the director has a following, and I do like Spirit Away and Howl's Moving Castle. This is one of his earlier movies from all the way back in 1988. I can say that the animation is still excellent. Plot-wise, I fell asleep during the first 15 minutes of this movie. Well, there you go. I'm not even sure how much of it I've wound up watching. I mean, to begin with, there are a couple of little girls who start imagining some paranormal oh, imagining. creatures. Who actually wind wait, up- Wait, be- wait, wait, They're imagining wait, the wait, creatures. Wait. Let's, let's get to the next sentence. Who actually wind up being real as it happens. <laughs> <laughs> then one of them goes missing and they find her. The end. The girls are likeable, I guess. So when they cry and stuff, you feel bad. But I really didn't care about anything in the movie overall. If Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle didn't exist, then I guess this would be more unique. But since its release, it has been bettered. Nothing else to say. We'll be curious to see how long the movie journey can talk about this movie. They've got their work cut out for them. I think we did all right. Is that a first that that he said, gee, you guys might struggle with this one? (laughs) I mean, it very well could be. What does he give it? Two and a half stars. He likes it more than you. Well, he slept through it. (laughs) All right, mate, let's get two. Answer my question! The question, jerk! Where we asked is, what is your favourite Studio Ghibli film? 
Now let's take a look over on Twitter for some responses. First one from Ronnie Casol, Spirited Away. Next up from Jared Kelly, Princess Mononoke. I'll also answer for my Twitterless wife and sister-in-law. Princess Mononoke and How's Moving Castle. All right then. What about TV's Travis says, Princess Mononoke will always be my favorite. You never forget your first. Patron Hunkrio says, Grave of the Fireflies, an absolutely beautifully animated film. A wrestling fan says, Spirited Away. I remember when I first watched it, I had no idea what was going on though. And lastly here from Tom Schutzer. Until recently, I would have said Spirited Away, but I saw my neighbour Totoro for the first time in 2019 and fell instantly in love. Nice. Totoro makes you feel like a kid again and is pure magic. Well said, Tom. All right, and since our Facebook listener group and our patrons have put in their top fives to try and win some sweet, sweet merch, let's get to our top five Studio Ghibli films. Dean, let's start off with you. What is your number five? My neighbour Totoro. Oh, it makes your top five. Have you seen five five. Studio Ghibli films? I have. I have. What's your number five, Hendo? My number five is Castle in the Sky. My number four is Ariete. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's good. Yeah, better than My Neighbour Totoro. Definitely. Because that's my number four. Number three for me is Ponyo. Haven't seen that one either. Man, have you seen any? Yeah, I've seen at least five, including this one, Howl's Moving Castle. Nice. My number two is Howl's Moving Castle. A fine choice. But my number two is The Red Turtle. Lol. My number one. And my number one. Spirited Away. Of course. How could it not be? There's no way. All right, and putting our list together for a joint ranking here, we have at number five, Ponyo. Number four, My Neighbor Totoro. Number three, The Red Turtle. Number two, Howl's Moving Castle. And of course, number one, Spirited Away. And looking at everyone who put in their top five Studio Ghibli films, we had two people who ran away with it here. Our runner-up for this week is B-Dizzle from We Watch The Thing with his list of from five to one, Red Turtle, Arietti, Grave of the Fireflies, Princess Mononoke, and Spirited Away. So we had two movies that were the same on our top five with one bang on. But our winner is patron Chris Beardsall. Well done, mate. What has he got for us? He's got from five to one, My Neighbor Totoro, Howl's Moving Castle, Princess Mononoke, Grave of the Fireflies, and number one, Spirited Away. Very good. Three of our top five with one bang on. So well done, mate. We'll get in contact with you and we'll send you out some new sweet, sweet merch. And from now on, if anyone wants to put in their top fives, why not join our Patreon or our Facebook listener community? Get involved. Try and win some, what is it, Dean? Sweet, sweet merch. Very good. All right, for next week's question of the week, we were going to do it a little while ago, but we held off on it till now. It's going to be, what is your favorite directorial debut? Yeah, should be good. Should be good indeed. There's this tournament. Let the tournament Alright mate, it's time to find out the results of the latest 2010's film tournament results. And we've got two results here to check out. What do we got for the first one, mate? First one here, we have a green book up against The Handmaiden. And I must say, I am shocked at this result. What is it? We have a dead heat, dead tie. We have Green Book 50%, Handmaiden 50%. But because Green Book was highest rated on IMDb, that goes through. So Green Book makes it through the first round. And our second match here is Wild Tales against Marriage Story. And with a 70% win is Marriage Story. No surprises there. I'm surprised Wild Tales got so much, to be honest. No, I think that's about right. That's the trailer right there. All right, mate, I've only got one trailer to talk about this week. It's a big one, apparently. It's the uh, Fast 9 trailer. This uh, this looks ridiculous. John Cena, I see, is in it. Yes, he is. I haven't seen the trailer, but... I mean, you just you think of think of Hobbs and Shaw, and it's just the, the laws of humanity, physics. I guess. Not even just physics, just humanity. They they literally just go. I don't. We don't care. This is what it, this is what it's going to be. I think I saw at least maybe five or six people jump out of windows and land on cars and roads and that. And they're all good. There are people who are there who shouldn't be there anymore. Revelations about 
I guess I could just say family. Family revelations. Uh, I can't wait for us to break it down. <laughs> Are you going to go see the eighth one? Because it ties in with the eighth one. Haven't I seen the eighth one? I don't know. Have you? Charlie's Theron? That's the eighth one. I've seen that. Okay. Well, then at least you'll have some idea going into I this. I have no one. idea what happens in the eighth one. I don't even think it matters. Who it, cares? It honestly doesn't matter. Who cares? Deaths don't matter. I People think- die and come back. Oh, yeah. There's who cares? I think we were talking about this on the Facebook community group, and our good mate Ryan was like, "I watched the trailer, but I uh, had to have the sound off because I was, you know, I had to be quiet." And I'm like, "Honestly, I don't think you missed much." <laughs> so, what's next? All right, Dean, how are you going to top Inception? What are you going with this time? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was I was going to go with something else. Oh, as, as is often the case. But I was listening to you and Gerald on the Two Peas on a Podcast podcast that you were recently on. Yes, we spoke about our top five movie endings. A great time over there with Gerald. Yeah, it was a great podcast. And one thing that I realized is you guys started talking about this film. And the more that you guys spoke about it, the more I realized that, like you, I need to rewatch it. And it's been a long, long time. And I was just, I, I wanted to go home and watch it then. So I'm going to pick Unforgiven. You know what's funny is that I was going to choose that for my next one. Yeah, I, th- I thought you might, but I want to watch it now. Cool. I don't want All to right. wait another That frees me up to choose another one next time. Go for it, Hendo. Oh, I will. But for now, Unforgiven, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm super keen to check this one out again. But that won't be for a little while because next week we have our Pod V Pod 34. And then after that, we are finally getting to our episode 100, Pod V Pod V Pod V Pod 2. Very exciting. More exciting for me, I reckon, since I'm taking on the questions. Yes, you are. But as usual, thank you very much, everyone, for checking out the episode. And we will see you next week for Pod V Pod 34. Bye.